the epistle for today's Mass, today's Septuagesima Sunday, is taken from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Brethren, do you not know that they who run in the race all indeed run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain the prize. And everyone that strives for mastery refrains himself from everything, and they indeed that they may receive a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible one. Therefore, I so run not as in uncertainty. I so fight not as one beating the air, but I chastise my body and bring it into subjection, lest perhaps when I have preached to others, I myself should become a castaway. For I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all in Moses were baptized in the cloud and in the sea and they all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. And they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them and the rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. Please stand for the gospel. The Gospel is taken from the 20th chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew. At that time, Jesus spoke to his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like to a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And having agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing in the marketplace idle. And he said to them, Go you also into my vineyard and I will give you what shall be just. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and did in like manner. But about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing. And he says to them, Why do you stand here the whole day idle? They say to him, Because no man has hired us. He says to them, Go you also into my vineyard. And when evening was come, the lord of the vineyard says to his steward, Call the laborers and pay them their hire, beginning from the last even to the first. When therefore they were come that came about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first also came, they thought that they should receive more, and they also received every man a penny. Receiving it, they murmured against the master of the house, saying, These last have worked but one hour, and thou hast made them equal to us that have borne the burden of the day and the heat. But he answering said to them, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a penny? Take what is yours and go your way. I will also give to this last, even as to thee. Or is it not lawful for me to do what I will? Is your eye evil because I am good? So shall the last be first and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Please be seated. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen. My dear faithful, in times past in Catholic countries, it was customary for people when they had any sort of difficulty to go to the priest and ask for guidance. The priest was like a father, and he would work with the person in order to give him some counsel and hopefully lead him out of the difficulties experiencing back onto the straight and narrow path. But today's society, as you know, has become extremely secularized and materialistic. And so most people don't have any recourse to religion to solve their difficulties today. As such, the last thing they think about when they're having problems is the possibility of going to a Catholic priest. 
But that does not mean, however, that there is no one for them to go to. They often have lots of people available ready to solve their problems. As we have seen religious counseling decrease over the past 50 or 100 years, we've seen many new occupations increase. Occupations which are meant to guide people in a way that is sometimes similar to what priests did in the past. Those who are suffering from mental illness, they go to see a psychiatrist. Those who want direction in their lives, they follow a mentor. Those who want to become fit, they hire a personal trainer. Those who want to overcome mental or physical trauma spend time with a therapist. But what I want to particularly point out, one of these new occupations in particular that I want to point out today is the, is the occupation that is called the life coach. There's life coaches out there. And these are, these are people um, who help you achieve goals that you've chosen for yourself. So there's people out there who have goals, they strive for their goals, but they just can't attain their goals. And they're recognizing that, well, if this is just left to myself, I'm really never going to accomplish what I've set myself to do. So I'm going to need some help from the outside. I need a life coach. So the life coach is going to enter into my life and help me, especially help my will achieve what I have set myself to do. So the person goes to the life coach and they say something like, you know, I want to become a millionaire. And I've been working for this goal for 10 years and I'm still completely broke. Can you help me out? I mean, what am I doing wrongly? Can you guide me in order to help me achieve this goal? And then the life coach will work with the person very closely. They will have that person set concrete and immediate goals and then check up on them on a regular basis to make sure that they're achieving those goals, that they're doing the things they're supposed to be doing in the hope that actually they will achieve that goal one day, one day we'll have a million dollars in the bank or whatever it is. Now we as Catholics, I mean, we, we always have this struggle between what the church instructs us to do and the spirit of the world. We have this conflict. We feel like we're being pulled on one arm by the church to go towards the direction of the spiritual crown, the incorruptible crown. And we have, on the other hand, the world is pulling us on the other arm to pull us towards the corruptible crown. So there's this conflict within ourselves. We feel like, oh yeah, I should be loyal to our Lord and our Lady above all, but at the same time there's my lower nature telling me that I should immerse myself in the world if I want to really be happy in this life. It's kind of like listening to two voices at the exact same time, whispering in your left ear, in your right ear, Holy Mother Church speaking into one ear, and the mass media and pop culture speaking in your other ear. And sometimes we listen to the church, and sometimes we listen to the world. And what I'm going to be asking you to do today is put away all your psychiatrists, your mentors, your therapists, personal trainers, and life coaches, and choose one and only life coach for you to achieve your goals. And that is Holy Mother Church in all that Holy Mother Church provides you, and especially at this time of the year, this Septuagesima season, 
St. Paul, the ultimate life coach that has ever existed. St. Paul, who will be the motivational speaker that will appear three Sundays in a row, the most powerful words in the epistles of St. Paul for Septuagesima, Sexagesima, and Quinquagesima Sunday to motivate us to put forth our absolute best effort for the salvation of our soul during the 40 days of Lent. This Sunday, St. Paul appears as the supernatural Olympic runner, running the race in order to get first prize and telling everyone that they have to run with the same intensity as himself. Next Sunday, he talks about all the incredible difficulties he experienced as an apostle of Christ, all the trials and sufferings he went through in order to preach Christ. And then Quinquagesima Sunday, he gives this very beautiful ode to charity, inspiring us by the very highest motives to practice love of God and love of neighbor above all else in our life. These three outstanding speeches are meant to be at least as motivational as what a life coach would say to us and hopefully even much more motivational to move us to do what is necessary even beyond what is necessary to become holy in this life. The big difference between St. Paul and your typical life coach is this. The typical life coach will say to you, tell me, what are your goals in life? What do you want to achieve in this life? You tell me your goals, and I'll help you achieve them. For St. Paul, this would be utterly ridiculous. St. Paul's not going to ask you what you want to do in this life. He's going to tell you what you have to do in this life. For him, asking you what you want to do, asking you to choose your own goal would, would be, just be to immerse yourself in the relativism, re- relativism that is so common in our secular world. The idea that things are good, our goals are good just because we want them. Whatever you want, whatever you choose is good by the fact that you have chosen it. And this is utterly false. Someone tells his life coach, I want to be a runner. I want to run. And the life coach says, okay, let's run. And they run off into the distance without knowing where they're going in this life. They're running, but not running in any particular direction. They're running in a very uncertain way. Or someone says, I want to box. I want to be a boxer. And the life coach says, okay, let's get a punching bag. And he's just punching the punching bag over and over again. It's like punching in the air. Not really punching anything. There's no purpose. There's no ultimate purpose to these goals. They don't lead anywhere definitive because life ends. These are the people who have chosen goals for themselves and they're getting someone to help them achieve those goals, but the goals are meaningless. They're only temporary. They're very short-sighted. And St. Paul is not going to let us get away with that. He's not that sort of life coach who's going to ask us what goal we want to pursue. No, he's going to start off by telling us what our goal is and then help us reach that goal. He's going to say, I judge myself not to know anything among you but Jesus Christ and him crucified. He's going to say to us, God forbid 
that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified to me and I to the world. Look, folks, this is the program. This is what your life is about. That's the only goal that I'm going to help you achieve because it's the only goal worth living for. All the other goals are empty. In other words, as I say, he's not going to start off by saying, tell me your goal. He's going to say, you have to strive to be like Christ or else your life is worthless. That must be your goal. Be you imitators of me as I am of Christ. That's the first thing to be understood if we choose St. Paul as our life coach, and that is he's not going to help us achieve a worldly goal. There's only one goal he's going to help us achieve, and that is our eternal goal. It's our eternal goal or it's nothing. The second thing to be understood is that almost everybody in this life, and this includes everybody in this church right now, almost everybody, all of us, actually need a life coach. We can't do it alone in this life. We don't have a life coach to help us get to heaven. Chances are we're not going to make it. If you're one of those people who does not need a life coach, then I will let you put St. Paul aside for your Septuagesima season. And just say, okay, that's fine. You can do it on your own. But those people are very rare. Those are the people who are entirely self-motivated. People who are so strong-willed that they never need any moral support from the outside in the attainment of their goal and the following up of the decisions they've made. These are people who, once it's clear in their minds what they need to achieve and why they need to achieve it, then they pursue their goal without ever tiring or ever looking back without ever having a shadow of a doubt or a moment of wavering. These people are extremely rare in this life. They're as rare as St. Paul himself. For the vast majority of us, we need two kinds of motivation, not just one kind of motivation. There's two different kinds. There's a kind of motivation that comes from the inside, and there's a kind of motivation that comes from the outside. Some people, as I say, very rarely, are entirely self-motivated people. They completely motivate themselves based on what they know and what they desire. And that's all they need. That internal motivation we have comes from our intellect and our will in their own proper functioning. Our intellect motivates us by knowing the truth and being attracted by the beauty of the truth. Our will motivates us by pushing us towards the good on a consistent and regular basis. So once we see what is right, our will is meant to be like a motor which is continually driving us forward to achieve that good that our intellect knows to be right and wholesome. And this is the extraordinary thing about self-motivated people. It's like they're, they're perpetual motion machines they're able to run towards the good without ever refueling. They've got an infinite supply of self-motivational fuel to keep them going towards the difficult good that they've set themselves to achieve. They have a motor that just keeps running and running without need for help from the outside. And this is the question we have to ask ourselves. And 
Am I one of those just like entirely self-motivated people um, where, where I, can just, I can just run on the steam of my own desires without ever getting any help from the outside? And, well, I mean, just let me ask you these, these few questions so we can make this discernment whether we are entirely self-motivated people in the spiritual realm when it comes to the question of achieving our eternal goal, saving our soul, and also becoming holy, or else are we one of those people who actually needs a life coach, someone from the outside to help us, to move us, continually re-stimulate us, refuel our will to achieve what I need, we need to accomplish in this life in order to become saints. Have you ever made a Lenten resolution or a retreat resolution and then followed through with it perfectly? Have you ever come to a moment of self-knowledge where you realize that you had been doing something wrongly for a long time, and then from that moment forward, you never did it again? Have you ever fallen into mortal sin and then resolved not to commit that sin again, but then fallen again, and then go to confession and fall back into that sin again and go through that process several times and perhaps to this day still have not conquered that habit? A mortal sin. Have you ever known that you would spend some time, that you should spend some time in prayer, that you should go to Mass during the week, that you should make your confession, that you should go on retreat, and then you fail to follow up and do those things? And if any of these things apply to you, and I, I really, you know, you, you probably know that Father Robinson has phrased those questions specifically to point out that we're all of us are going to fall into one of those categories that, that we don't have that perfect motivation. If any of these things, if you fail to do any of these things, then you definitely need motivation from the outside. You need a spiritual life coach. And you can't ever expect that realizing what you should do will ever be sufficient for your will. Just to have the knowledge of the Catholic faith is never ever going to be enough for you to save your soul. Your will is always going to need assistance from the outside to follow through with the accomplishing of what is good and right. You need people around you, fellow Catholics, good Catholics, to encourage you to do what is good. You need scripture reading. You need spiritual reading to inspire you to holiness. You need to attend Mass and receive the sacraments. You need a constant inpouring of the grace of our Lord. You need sermons about St. Paul. You need all of these things if you're going to expect to be able to push yourself all the way through your life to have final perseverance and attain your salvation. Just look at the laborers in the vineyard today. You know, our Lord goes out. These, these men are lazy. They're not doing anything. They're just sitting around all day. And unless there was someone who came to them from the vineyard and said, hey, what are you doing? You're just standing here doing nothing. Get to work. What's your problem? You've been here the whole day just standing there. Unless you get to work, you know, you're not going to get paid. You can't eat. We're like those people we need in the spiritual life. We need 
someone from the outside. We need resources from the outside to continually stimulate our will and move it to the performance of supernatural activities or it's just not going to happen. How many people have I encountered in my priesthood life who are suffering from this naive hopefulness that borders on presumption? They tend to think that salvation is something that just sort of happens. You know, like snow happens or digestion happens and salvation happens. It's just kind of automatic, you know. You, I'm a Catholic. I do the Catholic thing. And so I'm just going to save my soul. I mean, you know, it's, it's the way it works. These are people who are not self-motivated and they also think that they don't need a life coach. They're convinced that somehow by the fact that they carry the membership card of the Catholic faith, especially the traditional Catholic, I'm a traditional Catholic, that therefore they're going to get into heaven for free. They don't want to put forth the work that's necessary. They think their life's goal is just going to be achieved automatically and there's so there's no need for someone or something to strengthen their will so that they can make it happen. How often this is the case for people falling into habitual mortal sins. They're losing the life of grace over and over each week. They could fix the problem, but they don't fix the problem. And they're not worried. They think that, well, you know, it's just going to... I'm just going to save my soul. I mean, it's, I, I expect that I'm going to save my soul. But no, it's not going to happen. Going to heaven is not something automatic. It's an infinite reward for things that we do in this life. To get an infinite reward requires more work than to get a temporal reward. If you are regularly falling into mortal sin, you're not making it happen, and it's not going to happen. This is what you have to understand. You have to work until you get to the point where you're consistently in the state of grace. And if this is true for those who need motivation to save their souls at all, just to get in there to heaven, how much more true is it for those of us who strive for holiness, who want to become saints. Because let's face it, folks, that is our goal in life. That is what we are made for, to become holy, to become saints. Not just to make it, but to hit that seventh or eighth or ninth mansion in heaven. We're not just meant to save our souls. We are meant to become Christ-like. And you do not have sufficient motivation within yourself to become a saint you need to make use of all the resources that your church provides in order to make that happen. You're running a race in this life. It is a race to heaven. It's difficult. You're going to get there. You're going to have to pray, do penance. You're going to have to deny your will daily, take up your cross, practice unselfishness on a regular basis, foster virtue, destroy vice. There's just no way you can expect that you're going to be continually motivated to do that very hard work. There's just no way it's going to happen. You need St. Paul as your life coach. You need to take inspiration from his words this Sunday and the next two Sundays. You need to make yourselves ready to put forth a huge effort during the time of Lent. 
It's only one time of the year the church asks us to go all out. She gives us these few Sundays to get ready to exercise our wills to the maximum in order to strive for the mastery. There are so many who run the race, but only one wins the prize. Steal your will. Choose St. Paul today as your life coach. Get ready for Lent already so that you can strive during that those 40 days as best you can to sanctify yourself. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, amen.